Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Gokey, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode number 79. Hey, I hope you are having a fantastic day uh, wherever you are. I I don't know if you've noticed this, but the weather all of a sudden just got hot. Uh, My mother-in-law lives in Canada, and I think it's like 100 degrees there, which for them, that's mind-blowing. I mean, they have snow banks that are feet high, not just inches, feet. They measure snow in Canada by feet, not by inches. So it is like 100 degrees up there. So she's roasting all across the United States. Uh, everybody's uh, roasting out of their minds. Uh, but yesterday, uh, I got to go down to the ocean, which I go down every week. And, and let me be really clear. Uh, I go down to the ocean because it's my Sabbath. It's my time to get away. And the part of the way I do that is being out in the ocean and going surfing and slowing down and uh, allowing. I, I, it's interesting. I I find so often that I'm really worshiping out there or just praying out there or just being present, not doing any of those things, just like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I can't believe this. So I am so grateful that I have a place to go to, to go do that. I hope that you have a place or something that you're doing weekly, weekly, uh, that allows you just to really slow down and connect and listen and rest. So got to do that yesterday. Uh, it was really hot here, 104, 105 uh, here in Rancho Cucamonga. Drove one hour south to Orange County, and uh, it's 85 degrees and beautiful. So I, 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 uh, it's one of the benefits of living in Southern California, but, but really, really grateful for it, really grateful that I got to slow down a little bit, listen a little bit, and just hear from God. And again, it's nothing profound. A lot, uh, actually, it's, it's incredibly profound. It just doesn't feel like it's profound at times. I mean, it's just him going like, you know, I love you. And I sense that, you know, I feel that. And, you know, I hope you have a place that you really can do that. <clears throat> what happens here on the front porch a lot of times is that, and a lot of conviction a lot of times, you know, sitting out here and it's like, why are you doing that? Why are you talking like that? And I'm like, yeah, why am I doing that? Why am I why am I talking bad about that person? Why am I doing that? You know, and get convicted. God, please help me. And then go make that right. So anyway, hope you're doing well. I just want to say this is uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing and subscribing and all that good stuff that comes along with uh, joining in on uh, a podcast. So I really, really appreciate it. And then thank you for those who have made a donation to our Patreon page, P-A-T-E-R-O-N dot uh, com forward slash front porch confessional. Uh, all kinds of little goodies on there if you drop a little donation. So really, really appreciate that. Really appreciate the support. Okay. Our passage for today as we continue in Psalms 84 is this. Psalms 84, 8 through 9 says this, O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. And that's Selah, which is like a, maybe just do that right now. Just take a breath. Behold our shield, O God. Look on the face of your anointed. I, um, Mika, our daughter, has kind of this routine every night. And she does the same thing. We tell her to go up for bed. Um, she brushes her teeth. She puts on her pajamas. She turns on her lava lamp. She turns on her fan. She has a sound machine. It's a whole routine. And a part of that routine for her is as she starts doing all those things and she finally gets in bed and she's got her little book, is that she yells down to Patty and I, I'm ready. It literally sounds just like that. I'm ready. And... Uh, 
it's usually just when Patty and I are starting to settle in a little bit, starting to get ready to watch a show or just to talk or whatever, that she yells this. And she'll just keep going. And it kind of drives me nuts. You know, it was really cute when she started doing it when she was little. But now it's like, okay, I'll come up when I'm ready to come up. But she'll just keep going. Mom, Dad, I'm ready. I'm ready. And I just want to be like, I'll come up. Just would you relax? You know, I don't say that. But that's what I feel inside. Like, just give it a minute. But for her, it's a part of her routine. It's a part of her routine to getting ready. Like, I'm going to do all these things. And then I'm going to get in my bed. And then I'm going to yell down at mom and dad so they can finish and complete the routine for me. And she just says, I'm ready. And I feel annoyed. And that's something that I'm trying to work on. But what I realized this week as I was reading through this passage and thinking about this is that I oftentimes feel like I'm the Mika in the story. Like I feel like I'm constantly annoying God. Right? Like with all my prayers, with all my requests, with all my coming to him, like, it, it, like it's got to annoy him, right? Because if it annoys me, like to constantly be like, okay, God, like help me with this. Or God, could you give me wisdom? Or God, could you just be near me? Or God, could you comfort me? Like all these different requests, all these different things that we have. In fact, we may even conjure up these things in our head. Like, why am I even bringing this to God? He's omnipresent, right? He's everywhere. He's omniscient. He's all knowing. He already knows everything that I'm going to say. And it's, and we have this sense that he's like a little bit annoyed. Like I already know all this stuff, right? All this stuff you're coming to me with and, and you just keep saying, please help, please help, please care, uh, please be with so-and-so, right? Like he already knows all that stuff. So we have this idea that maybe he's in heaven, just kind of perturbed that we keep repeating ourselves. And, uh, and in many ways, we're like this little helpless child that just keeps constantly begging God for more wisdom, more discernment, more care, more healing. And that he's kind of like, oh my gosh, you ever feel like that? You ever feel like a helpless child constantly asking God for help? Um, I have. You know, I have. And, and for a while, I stopped. I stopped because I was like, man, I think I'm annoying him. I, I think he's over it. Like, I, I, I know he loves me. I know he cares for me. But I, I think I'm just going to stop. And I had a thought like this, you know. Like, if he knows everything, then why am I doing this, right? He doesn't need me to keep coming to him. But to be honest... In those moments, I really felt God was far away, but I was pushing him away. And then what happens as I pushed him away is that I blamed him for it. Well, where are you? You used to be so near. And I find so often that this is the rhythm that we get ourselves into, is that we feel like this helpless child and we don't like feeling like that. And so we kind of bolster up and go like, he knows, he's got it, he's in control, I'll just go along and, and he'll take care of the need and he'll, he'll, he'll help when he wants to help. You know, we just kind of go like, hey, just do your thing, man. Just do what you're going to do. Answer what requests you want to answer. Like just whatever you're thinking, whatever you, just do it whenever you're going to do it. But I, I, I'll just keep sitting here. I'll just keep waiting. And there's nothing, nothing that would just keep God at an arm's distance like that. 
But the reality is, as I've met with so many people, they're tired. They're tired of feeling weak. They're tired of going to God. They're tired of, you know, quote unquote, feeling disappointed. And I know that feeling because I ran that race. I ran that race where I came to him and, and asked him and, and it felt like, are you listening to me? And then I thought, well, maybe it's me. You know, maybe he's just tired of me being this child. And so I just will stop talking to him. And not that I didn't want to connect with him. I just thought, you know, I, I, think, I think I'm good. I'm going to wait. And it's in that moment that I felt so far away from him. And in that feeling of so far away from him, I blamed him for that. And here comes the problem that so many of us have. It's a vicious cycle that the evil one just loves for us. Is that we don't know who our relational God is. And as a result of not pressing in and leaning in, we lose sight of that beautiful relationship that he's inviting us into. Here's what I'm starting to try to listen to and hear when Mika says, Daddy, could you come upstairs? Is what she's really saying is, I want you. I want to be near you. I want to connect with you. I want this routine that you and I have every night. It reminds me that you're not far away. And she's bold in her request. And maybe she has some selfish motivations, but she appreciates it and, and she wants it. And I am trying my hardest as a human dad who is flawed and full of failure to see her like that. But God, God isn't like me at all. God just says, keep asking, keep pursuing, keep calling out more and more, keep, keep calling out. And again, this is what David is talking about. He's expressing once again about relationship through prayer and communication. And if we are longing for a deep, intimate relationship with God, then it only makes sense to pray like this, to call out at any moment. Prayer is not some trivial religious thing we do. It's truly relational. You know, what, what Mika wants is consistency. And isn't that we find comfort in consistency as we come to God consistently and be in his presence? What does it mean to be in his presence, right? What Mika's really wanting is for me to come upstairs and remind her I haven't gone anywhere. And she finds comfort in that. And really, isn't that what we're saying? When we come to God in prayer, we're going, you haven't gone anywhere, have you? And he's like, no, I haven't. I'm right here. So keep asking, keep pressing in, keep, keep praying, keep struggling, keep, keep wrestling with me like Jacob, just wrestle with me. It's okay. I can handle it, but at least it's honest. At least we're doing it together, doing it together. And if you read the Davidic Psalms, you'll, you find out that David is wrestling with God constantly. And what he's doing as he's wrestling with God and struggling with God and praising God is he's diving deeper and deeper and deeper into this relationship. And we're being invited to do the same things. But we get caught up in our head and we get tired because what we do is we kind of look to our human relationships and go, if they exhaust them, then it's got to exhaust, exhaust God. And God's like, I'm not them. I created them but I'm not them. I'm the consistent one. I'm the caring one. 
I'm the loving one. I'm the comforting one. I'm the peace-filled one. And I want to give that to you. And I'm the convicting one too. I'm going to remind you of the areas in your life where you're, you're, you're blocking my will and blocking my plans for your life. And I'm inviting you in to this deeper expression of love. And for the Christian, that's in prayer. Be honest in prayer. Come to him with everything. He wants to hear everything. When's the last time you told God, I'm just really disappointed in you, God? Right? That's honest. I have to be honest. I've prayed that. God, I'm disappointed. I thought you were going to do this and this happened. You know, when Cooper was sick, I'd pray, God, would you heal this thing? Very specifically. And the exact opposite thing would happen. But what I found was I could bring that to the Lord. And then he wasn't angry at me. And I wasn't saying, I, I, I don't believe you're God. I wasn't saying that. I was telling him, I'm frustrated. I really desired for you to answer that. And you didn't. And I'm not saying that I'm right and you're wrong. It just hurts. And it's frustrating. I understand. Like he's asking you to enter into that type of prayer. But then also like this week had an amazing answer to prayer. Amazing. God, you see me. And he's like, I've always seen you but this was a part of my plan for your life. And I believed in faith he was going to do something and he did it. So I'm out here this morning. Just thank you, God. Thank you for listening to me. Thank you for hearing me. Thank you so much. Just praising his name. And so I feel like prayer should always be constantly filled with a bit of what are these longings and frustrations in our hearts and then also praise and worship, right? There's that beautiful tension that David so often teaches us. When we pray, we remember who God is and who we are. We see and call him out as our father. That's what David, all throughout this song, it's so personalized. My God, my king, our father, oh God. Like he's just, it's so personal. It's not some guy that's up there. He's near to David. He's near to him and he senses it and he personalizes it. We attribute all that he is to us in our lives in prayer. We, we constantly go before him with our hearts and souls longing. And when we do this, this centers us on the way in which we are to worship and live out our lives. Our prayer lives, your communication with God, whatever those moments, you know, remember the, the scriptures say, pray without ceasing. This is a, this isn't just prayer isn't just a moment you come to. It's a way in which you live your life. And as you come and center yourself in prayer, your life will be led through that. Because it is the place in which you're communicating with the God of the universe and he's directing our hearts and our lives. And if we obediently follow after that, we will start to find and navigate our way through this life because it's not about me. It's not about what I just think I should do. It's what God and I are doing together. His spirit is in me. It's leading me. It's convicting me. It's comforting me. It's bringing me peace. And now I walk into this world and I get to live it out, but I'm not living it out on my own. I'm living it in connection with the God of the universe. This is what he's calling you and I into. Because prayer proclaims who God is. And we submit ourselves to what he 
once. That's what happens in prayer. So the question today is this, are your prayers posturing your heart to become more dependent on God's will? He's slowing down. God, what do you want? I'm frustrated. I'm hurting. But what do you want? Are we posturing our hearts that way? Because it will impact how we live our lives. Father God, uh, you are the maker of heaven and of earth. And we love, and you love, we love you and you love to hear our prayers. And so teach us to pray and depend on you. So take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heart. Until next time.